Champions cast here on ZeldaDungeon.net. My name is Andy Spateri, joined as always by Allison Letha. Al, how you doing? I am doing pretty good. I'm just having a chill morning. I caught like three shiny uh, hopips or whatever the heck it's called in like a row, so that was cool. <laughs> is it Pokemon Go community day today? It is a community day today, oh, and nice. I already have this Pokemon, but... I wanted to get shinies, and I got them really fast, so that's awesome. Oh, uh, well, that's cool. I uh, I forgot that it was it was community day, and I think I did because it was such like a like everybody has this Pokemon, you know. Like, but this is Gen three one, so when it came out, this is like the first one I evolved all the way through. So I think I forgot because of that. Yeah, sometimes it'd be like that. Oh well, I appreciate your patience. We had some uh, technical difficulties before recording today, by God, but. We made it on this on this fine Saturday. Actually, we're we're switching up the the schedule a little bit here uh, today. Just a, yeah, just a little bit, but that's because we have something fun going on tomorrow. That is right. So our our timelines are going to kind of be messed up here. So by the time that everybody's hearing this, our episode one hundred stream two hundred stream sorry will have actually already happened. But uh, as we're recording this, we're getting ready for that tomorrow, where it's going to be. Uh, the Champions Cast gang against the Omega Metroid gang over on uh, Champions Cast Twitch in a little round of trivia, and I'm really looking forward to that. I had uh, I had to actually look up the answers to my own trivia questions last night because I was just like, I don't know, I have no idea. <laughs> so oh man, that makes me nervous. I'm I looking know. forward to seeing if you are smarter than I am, which I feel like you probably are, but you know. I mean, I feel okay about Zelda stuff. Metroid, I have no information whatsoever. So Corey's just gonna carry the Champions Cast team. Well, even even the Zelda stuff, I was just like, I'm not sure, like what the answer for this is. I had to look some stuff up, and uh, I, you know, I feel like I'm a pretty knowledgeable dude about the Legend of Zelda, especially since you know we started this podcast. But uh, yeah, I was just like, huh. I I will be uh, I will be completely blown away if you guys can go like. Uh, let's say, let's say 20 for 20 on the Zelda side. Oh my gosh. I think oh if you goodness. can get five out of 20 on the Metroid side, you're going to be in a good position. I don't even know if I can get one. <laughs> oh, well, come on. I, I made it, uh, I made it a little bit user friendly, a little bit accessible. I, I think that you should be able to get a couple. We'll see. We'll see. Everybody prayer circle for me on that one. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of prayer circles, uh, we finally, it seems collectively, we all put our prayer circle power together and we summoned up a Nintendo Direct. I love, I love like the, you know what? On one hand, I hate that Nintendo like announces it so abruptly and it's like, hey, coming tomorrow, it's the Nintendo Direct. But there yeah. is like a magical time between when they announce and, like, when the Direct happens, where, like, everything is so full of possibility and light and optimism that uh, it's it's a magical time. And, and you know, I, I really... Uh, I thought that this Direct delivered, actually. And typically, I feel like your January Directs or your February Directs and your September Directs are, like, a little bit more low-key. Um, it's when you, when you get into, like, the summer Directs and stuff like that, that's when you're... That's when you're showing, like, the big games that are going to be like, coming out in the holiday season, but I thought that this was actually one of the, the best Nintendo Directs that we've seen in a long time. 
Um, I don't have the same feeling, actually. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I, I have some feelings about it, so we'll get into it. I mean, I guess we should talk about uh, the elephant in the room right away. And okay. <laughs> that is, is that Andy Spiteri's record over Allison Aletha is now a perfect two and oh. Is it two and oh, or have I beat you more times than that? I can't remember now. Um, I mean, as far as, like, predicting this stuff, it's two, you know? I don't know about anything else. I, uh, yeah, I just should have guessed stuff, like, really. You know, you know here, let me tell you something, Al. Here's the problem with always being right, okay? It's a lonely position. People start to resent you when you're always, you have to be the guy that's always right. So when I say, okay, when I say... That Breath of the Wild 2 wasn't showing up in this direct. I did so with a heavy heart. Knowing that <laughs> oh by God. me being right, it, it, it would cause... It's a lonely feeling, Al. You're standing on the shoulders of giants. You know, Andy, I, I don't resent you, alright? You can be right about these things. Because the hills that you want to die on are so dramatic that <laughs> it's even at this point. I don't understand what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> let's uh, by the way before we move on we had a we had a great response to our um our love interest episode last week yeah that was fun i liked seeing how much people enjoyed that so i had an idea so our buddy cory and and gooey and nico actually had they kind of had like a spin-off idea on their show tier force heroes about like just the ranking like the couples in general not like not link but just couples in the zelda series and it would be a shame if somebody stole that idea, hey, Al? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Typical of the Champions cast <laughs> yeah. steal the ideas of others. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I maybe uh, I, I maybe see that one coming up in our future to finish off February. But, uh, yeah, no Breath of the Wild 2 at this Direct, which um, I think... You know, I, I do think that I wasn't expecting it, but I will say... That, like I mentioned on the Champions cast a couple times previously, I actually thought that the odds of it appearing in the Direct went up dramatically in the last couple months, just based on what we know about E3 not happening. Um, so I yeah. I wasn't surprised, but I also... I was When I said that Breath of the Wild 2 would not be at this February Direct, I was fairly adamant about that. Like, I was, I was sure that I was going to be right. And um, going into this Direct, I actually was just like... I think I could see this being announced uh, in during this direct. Maybe just a title, maybe just a teaser, something like that. But I was like, I, I think I could see it. Uh, but that that did not happen, and I don't know. That just it just makes me think that like this game is is not coming out in two thousand two. I just I don't I don't get that feeling, especially because our calendar is filling up very quickly. So, I mean, obviously, I went into this direct with really high hopes. I kept saying 86%. That was just the number number that was screaming at me. Like, 86% sure that we'll see something for Breath of the Wild 2. And it just made sense to me that we would because, like, one, E3 just hasn't been as it had been before in recent years, and it just didn't feel like that was something they were going to, you know, like, just pop out of nowhere, announce the name, announce the release at E3, I thought they would at least give us something to go on until then, um, and then, like, do a high focus on it, but I, I mean, I guess that's what they're gonna do at E3, because I still think it's coming out this year, 
it just feels more so now like maybe aside from like a couple games in recent like recent months that um they might be just announcing stuff like three or four months ahead of time because one of the first games we're going to talk about is you know fire emblem warriors and that comes out really quickly like four months right yeah so i just maybe that's just the direction they're going now you know what i mean i mean yeah i do and i think that that makes sense for for some games but i feel like for other games it it doesn't and breath of the wild too i don't know that just seems to me like one of those games where like you want to build up anticipation and and listen i know everybody's already anticipated or anticipating this game but i feel i don't know i i just i just feel like it needs something i feel like it it needs a proper build up uh, like i mean let's face it we know very little about this game we kind of have yeah, some theories and ideas about what the gameplay might entail or what the hook of the, the you know the central gimmick or the premise might entail but we don't really know like we don't know the name which i feel like is a really big deal for you know because what are yeah. we what are we going to call this game right like uh i i thought that we would get the name at e3 for sure and we didn't but we don't know the name we don't know anything about the general premise of the story which i i feel like i feel like at least they could give us a a brief synopsis of like this is the setup and like this is what's going to happen um and we don't know that we don't know i mean we can uh, assume from the trailer that we saw at e3 last year that the the big gameplay gimmick is going to be link flying through the skies and whatnot and maybe that is just the gimmick but we don't know exactly how that's going to function and integrate i mean we just don't know a lot about this game like i feel like there's so much that is unknown that uh I don't know, maybe, I mean, maybe after E3, it's just going to be, like, a weekly Breath of the Wild 2 update with, like, here you can do this, here you can do this, here you can do this, and, I mean, that would be awesome for us, that'd be awesome for our show, but, um, I don't know, I, I just feel like the the curtain maybe should have been pulled back a little bit more than it was, I, I don't know. Maybe they're just, like, a little bit jaded or something from having to delay Breath of the Wild so many times. <laughs> like, maybe they're just like, we have to be positive when this game is coming out. We need to be yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I was disappointed. And don't get me wrong. Like, I didn't let that disappointment affect how I felt about some of the other stuff that was announced in the Direct. But... Like like I said, we'll get into it, but I just didn't feel like this Direct really hit home for me. And, um, again, to, like, reiterate your frustration, yeah, they just, like, pop it on you the day beforehand. So the day that it was coming out, I had an interview, a job interview. So I was like, son of a biscuit, I can't skip that day. I can't call in sick for work because I have a literal job interview. And so, damn it, Nintendo. <laughs> they, just, they just get in my way sometimes. So I was a little bit annoyed by that. But... There were a lot of things that I did like, so so yeah, I'm eager to talk about those things at least. Uh, well, your boy Andy had a uh, a doctor appointment with Doctor Zelda at the Nintendo Clinic for the latter half of the afternoon that day, so I was able to <laughs> catch it in all of its glory. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, Zelda Breath of the Wild two not being there, I I do think casted a shadow and based on your expectations like you you were kind of obviously expecting it more than i was i think that that shadow loomed a little bit larger maybe over your 
you know, with how the direct landed for you more so than how it landed for me. Um, now, I think it is a absolute guarantee, like the next Nintendo Direct that we see, presumably around, let's say, June or July, Breath of the Wild 2 has, it, it has to be there. I mean, it has to be there. And it yeah, has to be at, like fully, not just one more thing, okay? Not just like, we've got one more trailer to show you. Like, it has to be like, here's the gameplay, here's the setting, here's like, it. it it's gotta be, right? Like, they... They can't not show us anything else from Breath of the Wild 2 at this point if this game is coming out even in early 2023. It, it has to be. Like, the curtain has to be fully pulled back. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would agree. If it's going to come out in 2022, I feel like they have to do something at E3. And maybe that's just what they're, that's their thought. Maybe that's just what they're doing. We're saving it for E3. That's what we're going to focus on. Well, let's focus on uh, the rest of the Nintendo Direct here, Al. And let's run through the gambit and see what was announced and how we were feeling. I was feeling, like I said, pretty good about this direct. I thought that it was really solid. Um, and one of the things that I was talking, so we were we were in the uh, the uh, Zelda Dungeon staff break room, and a bunch of us were in voice chat together, mm-hmm. thinking that maybe there are going to be some Breath of the Wild two news. And it opens up, and I was saying like, oh, do you remember the last Nintendo direct that opened up with like Monster Hunter? We I hope we have something better that opens up this direct. And so it starts <laughs> off hot. It's like Fire Emblem. And I was like, oh, right, a new Fire Emblem. Wicked. And then it was like Fire Emblem Warriors. And I was, I was just like, oh. Like, you know the sound of, like, the air coming out of a balloon? Um, yeah. I was just like, and, and, like, I don't know. This game, I'm sure, will be fun. But I wasn't into the first Fire Emblem Warriors. Uh, I mean, frankly, I'm not really into the warrior style gameplay at all age of calamity i feel like was pretty good but overall it's just not my cup of tea and then i was just like this is just like three houses but in warriors and i i don't know if it needed that i don't know if there is another story to tell there or another i don't know like purpose for for me to revisit this world i felt pretty satisfied with that story that was told in three houses and self-contained but uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a thing. I'm sure that there will be its fans and they'll play it. So, yeah. I don't know. What did you think? I think you were you were kind of positive about this, right? Yeah. So, I, I am positive about it. It did give me... Um, I, I know that uh, they had a Fire Emblem Warriors before and I never touched it. But I was actually... I'm actually invested in these characters. I really like Three Houses and... There's still so much that I have to play of Three Houses that the idea of this game feels a bit overwhelming. Yeah. Um, just because, like, I've only gone through two houses, and there's still so many support cutscenes I don't have. There's still, like, I don't know, three other stories to get behind. And it's just, like, there's still so much of that game that I haven't done yet. Um dlc included now and then i i I mean there's a lot more people that have gotten that far with this game it's been out for like three years now but just the idea of three hopes is just a little overwhelming however i really liked that it sounded like they had all the same voice actors it looked very good it looked um like on par with uh with our um age of calamity which um i really liked except for you know the recent stuff Um, and, you know, it seems like it has, like, a different kind of story, if not the same, so maybe it's, like, a parallel kind of story, 
which I'd be down for just to get to know the characters even deeper because they're, I do have my favorites, and right. I think it'd be fun to get to know them more. Um, I'd be curious to see if they're going to have, like, every character in there on the roster. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of That's characters That's a lot. In the game. It's a lot. So... And I'd be sad if they don't have my favorites, you know? So, yeah, I'm, I'm curious. I think the story seems like it'll be interesting, although we didn't get much on that matter. And, um, yeah, it's got a fast turnaround, kind of like Age of Calamity did. It's only four months away. So, and, and I'm glad that you brought up the story because I, I did have something that I wanted to contribute with that as well. I feel like maybe part of the thing for me is, like, after playing Age of Calamity and getting burned a little bit on the premise of that story and how it... You know, like like we said, we really liked the story of Age of Calamity for what it was, but it wasn't what they promised, right? So, like, to me, I'm just like, okay, well, this just seems even more just like a side story that probably is, like, its own self-contained little thing rather than, like, a sequel or something. So, yeah, I was just like, yeah. And, and I do wonder, too, and I didn't play the first Fire Emblem Warriors game, but, like, I mean, in Fire Emblem, you either have a bow, you have an axe, or you have a sword, and, like... There's like 30 characters on that roster and there were times where they struggled to make Mifa and Sidon have differentiating moves because they're both Zoras that use spears. So I'm like, how the hell are they going to make like a different move set for like 12 spear users or whatever, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure they can do I mean it, but... Yeah, I think it would matter about class because I know, like, yeah, in Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem Three Houses, that's a mouthful. Uh, <laughs> you have, you know, the same three weapon types, but you have different classes. So, you know, you got people flying on wyverns, you got people on horses, you got people as assassins, you know, so maybe they could do that. You know, maybe. pick which uh, class they get to be or something. Because I definitely enjoyed that in Three Houses. So if that was a thing in Three Hopes, that'd be great. But yeah, story-wise, I don't know how different it's going to be. Just by hearing the three mains talk, it sounds similar. Like you got you got Edelgard doing her shtick. You got uh, <laughs> you got Dimitri trying to save all of Foldland. And you got uh, Claude, you know, his big ambitions to save the whole world, basically. So it just sounds the same, but... I wonder if it's going to be slightly different. Well, we'll see, I guess. Fire Emblem Warriors, three hopes. What a mouthful that is. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's a lot. <laughs> so I wanted a new, just like a straight up new Fire Emblem game. But I think that this next game is going to scratch that itch for me. And that is Advance Wars, which I am, I'm pumped about, man. I'm going to buy this on like day one. I... I yeah. Oh, I I, I love the first that, Advance like... Wars on the on the Game Boy Advance, and the, <laughs> like I love the aesthetic of this game. Like it just looks like they're playing with little toys. It's almost like Link's Awakening esque. Um, apparently they so they delayed this game. It was supposed to come out in December. They delayed it to add in voice acting, which is okay. I'll probably just turn it off to be honest, because I find a lot of those voices just grating. Um, but man, I think that this is gonna be like a sleeper hit and I hope that it does well. And I hope that everybody listening considers picking it up. Cause it was like, basically it was like fire emblem three houses, but with like tanks and planes and stuff. It was really, really fun. <laughs> yeah. When I, when I saw that, I was like, Oh yeah. Andy's excited about this one. I personally won't play it. <laughs> it's just, it's not my cup of tea, um, tanks and planes and stuff like that. So I, it looks cute though. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not really my cup of tea either. If I had to pick 
like what kind of strategy game I wanted. It, it you know, I'd probably take a Fire Emblem over an Advance Wars, but mm. they are made by the same people, so I'm expecting the same kind of like deep gameplay mechanics. And I think that um, like I I do have fond memories of playing Advance Wars back in the day. I was horrible at it because I was uh, I don't know like 12 or something like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to to playing it uh, in current day with some you know, modern quality of life upgrades. I'm assuming that there's going to be, uh, in the same way that like Fire Emblem Awakening and Three Houses kind of have a little bit of ease of access for new players. I'm, I'm thinking that some of those are going to be like transferred over to this game as well to make it accessible. So yeah, I, I think that uh, this is going to be really fun. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think I'm the only person I know that is though, unfortunately. I'm excited for I'm excited for you that you get to that you have something that you're looking forward to. <laughs> I just I have to find time to play games. I'm struggling actually playing Arceus right now. I I'm falling by the wayside and I need to pick it back up. Um, but let's keep going here. I'm sure that somebody out there is excited for this. Uh, no Man's Sky is coming to Nintendo Switch. It's kind of neat for those that are into that. Yep. Again, not my cup of tea. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, we did hear one of our one of our editors, Heather, was just like, I don't know how this is going to run on the Switch. And frankly, I am in agreement with her, but uh, hey, I mean, here's hoping. Uh, you know, they can run Witcher 3 on the Switch and Skyrim. I'm sure that No Man's Sky will do adequately. Um, let's go on to the next announcement. This was one that majorly popped my Omega co-host Dakota Lasky uh, this guy has been talking about wanting a new Mario Strikers game forever and by god he got it and it is coming out soon in uh in on the 10th of June so Mario Soccer is back Mario Strikers and that's pretty fun um I'm it's not my cup of tea I've never really been a Mario sports kind of guy but I am excited for those that are excited by this and I think it's another example of like the switch is so good at like giving not second life but like there are so many series that just haven't been heard of in forever that have resurfaced on the switch to great success like pokemon snap is one and you know mario strikers is another example um advance wars you know that we were just talking about is another example where like there are so many of these awesome game ideas that just haven't been utilized in forever and now they're back and so yeah i, I just thought that it was uh it was cool even though this game isn't for me um i was happy that it was there yeah, and I actually didn't know that this is how this shows how much I know about like Mario sports games, but I didn't know that there were other or another uh, Mario Strikers game. What? So when he said, he said when the he's like the next iteration of Mario Strikers, I was like the next. Like, <laughs> I I thought this was the first. Hold of its on, hold on. You, you have to have seen like the the concept art for the Mario Strikers game where it's like they're very stylized and like there there's like this jagged black border around all the characters and stuff. Uh-uh. You have I to have seen that. Nope, I haven't. I and I like I wow. said I didn't know that a game like this existed, but it's cool. It looks cool. Um it's uh, I, I know I said this a lot during the last couple directs we covered. It looks like a cool game that I'd play with my family if somebody else had it like yeah. at a gathering. Um and they're like, "Hey, let's play Mario Strikers." I'd be like, "All right, I'm down." It looks like it has a lot of cool mechanics. The visuals are nice. Um it looks like a very fun game. I'm not going to buy it or play it um, personally. All right. But 
that's cool that uh, your guy there, he that it was something he really wanted. Before before we do anything else, you gotta look in the Champions Cast Discord and see okay. if you've seen this picture of Mario before. I, I just I can't believe that you've never seen it. Okay, okay. Let's look, let's look. Eh? Eh? No, I haven't seen that. Wow. Okay. It looks good though. Uh let's move on. Speaking of games that look good, Splatoon 3 is uh is coming out this summer although we did not get a specific release date which i was a little bit surprised about but um yeah i mean this uh, this looks awesome it's gonna be awesome it's gonna be a fun time splatoon 1 and splatoon 2 were both incredibly fun this looks a lot you know it looks like more of the same um salmon run is back which i know a lot of people are very happy about actually i i enjoyed salmon run from splatoon 2 as well uh there's a huge single player campaign which really excites me i actually like I know Splatoon is, like, the multiplayer shooter game, but, like, it is such a solid, like, platformer shooter, Mario Sunshine-esque single-player experience that, like, I just kind of wish that they would do, like, a dedicated, like, Mario-style Splatoon game. I think that would be so fun. Um, but, yeah, this is coming out in the summer. Uh, it looks sweet. And and Kraid from Metroid was in there. My God. <laughs> I did see that. I did. I was like, "Wow, that guy looks kind of familiar." I, I was <laughs> like, "I was time. like, what is Kraid doing in Splatoon Three? This is absolutely unreal." I I can't remember what his actual name is supposed to be, but yeah, this dude, this dude is like Kraid's second cousin or something like that. <laughs> his second cousin, yeah, looks like it for sure. Um, I don't play Splatoon Three, but I know a couple people who are super stoked about it, super excited about it, and so that's exciting for them. I think it looks fun. I think the mechanics that they showed off that are new um, are fun and exciting, and make the game maybe a little bit like fun to jump back into versus what you've seen in the past. So that's cool. And yeah, the little uh, enemies and stuff that were coming out of the water just were kind of funny and goofy looking, and just looked like a fun time. Yeah, I think that this is going to be, this is kind of one of those games where like, I think that you know what to expect in a, in a sense, but you know, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to, you know, that it's going to be good. And uh, I'm looking forward to this. I, I think that the first two Splatoon games really delivered and, you know, with, with even more time and more refinements, I, I think that this could probably be the best one yet. So yeah, going to be. Going to definitely nice. be a nice summer purchase for me, for sure. And, uh, you know, Very something cool. maybe we can play multiplayer sometime. That'd be fun. Yeah. All right. So next, we actually got like a bunch of uh, quick hits here. So stop me if you want to talk about anything in particular here, Al. So we got, <laughs> we got Front Mission being remade from the ground up, which is like a, a tactical shooter RPG kind of thing. Uh I mean no disrespect when I say this, but I would have hated to see the version that wasn't remade before I saw the remade version, because oof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I didn't right. even think about that, but yeah, I agree. We've, we got this game that I don't know if there is a single soul in the world that was asking for this, but here we go. It's a Mario Kart clone with Disney characters called Disney Speed Racing. Yeah, I mean, it looks cool, and oh, I, man. I get the idea, like, I get the concept, but I already have Mario Kart, and I enjoy Mario Kart, and they're giving us more Mario Kart, you, so. <laughs> you are too sweet for this world, this this long pause, this pregnant pause, and, well, it looks cool, 
No, it doesn't. <laughs> we both know that. I'm, I'm trying to honestly be positive <laughs> because I literally have like one, two, three, four, five, six things out of, you know, 20 some games that I'm actually excited about. So oh. I'm trying to be positive about everything else. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, how about the Force Unleashed? You're a Star Wars fan. This... Um, I am a Star Wars fan. It looks okay. I I'm not too interested. It looks like I I guess it was from the Wii area or area the Wii era. I'm having a hard time talking today. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I I feel you. Uh, it looks like it's from the Wii era. Um, I'm not too interested in Darth Vader's secret uh, apprentice because my favorite apprentice of his isn't in this game. So. <laughs> like it uh, it looks okay it looks fun but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get it i th- i thought this looked horrible i uh, just it didn't look like it aged very well um speaking of the assassin's creed Ezio collection is coming to switch and you know what? if you've never played any of the assassin's creed games it's probably a good deal but i i've played all of them and i liked them at the time but i just i couldn't ever imagine replaying an assassin's creed game like after it's done it is done forever like there's too much of the same thing and like yeah yeah i've never actually played an assassin's creed game i i i liked prince of persia and this kind of looked like a prince of persia-esque game these games yeah kind of yeah looked like it and I was like, ah, oh, maybe, okay, possibly, but I just never got into it. And then having them come back as a collection, I've been told many times, like, I've been like, hmm, should I get these? And people have been like, nah, not really. You wouldn't miss them if you never played them. You know what? I, I think that they're fun, but let's put it this way. When they came out, I think that they were a lot more novel. And now it's just like, you know, it's, it, it's basically any open world game that you've ever played where, like, you follow markers on your map, you do side quests, you do this, you do that. Um, so it's very, the formula has gotten old. And actually, I, it it burned itself out for me so quick that, like, I finished Assassin's Creed 3 and I was just like, I, I'm done with the series. I, and I haven't played one since. And I've heard that they're supposed to be much better after, but yeah, I haven't played them. Um, all right, we got some mech game. I forgot to get the name of it, but uh, it was there. SD Gundam uh, Battle yeah. Alliance. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Look kind of cute. It looked okay. I want a custom Robo game on the Switch, man. That'd be cool. Or like, can you imagine if if uh, well, this would never happen because Konami owns this, but a new Zone of Enders game? Oh, hmm, that'd be cool. I don't know what I don't know what Zone of Enders is. That was like a space mech shooter that uh, Hideo Kojima was uh, mm. producer of, and it was it was pretty sweet. Um, okay. We got uh, Two World Cross. I can't even remember what this is anymore, but I wrote it down. Chrono Cross. No, no, not not Chrono Cross. Two World. Oh. I don't know. And no, I made a separate thing for Chrono Cross because actually I'm excited about Chrono Cross. I think that's going to be really cool. I've uh, never played uh, Chrono Cross, but what it when I was looking at it, I was like, this looks like a game that I really really liked that came out on I can't remember if it was PS One. I'm pretty sure it was PS One, by judging by the age, called Legend of Dragoon. So it gives me Legend. Oh of yeah, that's a PS One game. Yeah, so I was like, ooh, this kind of gives me vibes from, you know, a game I played in my childhood. So I kind of dig it. Uh, I, you know, I really love, I mean, I, and as, as I think everybody does, I think everybody loves Chrono Trigger. Um, and I never got the opportunity to play Chrono Cross. So I, I'm really looking forward to playing this game. I've heard that uh, it's, it's a little bit of a departure, obviously, from what happened in Chrono Trigger and its new story, new setting, all that stuff. But... Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I think that it's going to be uh, uh, pretty cool. 
so yeah, I I'm I'm stoked about that one actually. And that comes out pretty soon in April, I want to say. Mhm. Yep, April seventh. All right. Well, we had to get there eventually. We were showing <laughs> the Kirby game next, and I will say that I do love the memes popping up from Kirby being able to swallow a car. <laughs> oh no. So uh, if nothing else, this game is good for for the memes. Um, <laughs> Mouthful mode. <laughs> yeah. You know what? So... Let me say something, and then I'll turn it over to you. Okay. I think that this probably looks like the best Kirby game that's ever been made. There you go. I, and There's I, some positivity. Now, that's not saying much, but it probably looks like the best Kirby. It, it looks like Mario Odyssey, but in Kirby form. So, will it will it live up to that? Probably not. But, I don't know, it, it at least has the potential not to be another stinker of a Kirby game, which, you know the second that it's unveiled, it's like, okay, this is just a quick, cheap cash grab. So, it looks like there's actually some thought and care put into this Kirby game, which is more than you can say for almost any other game in the series. So, when, I, when they first premiered this game, um, like, when they first announced it, I thought it looked more open world than it seems to be. Um, yeah. after watching this uh trailer for it so and if that like open world feeling like that gamecube game that i talked about in the past i still don't know the name of um and so i was kind of excited for it but then after watching it uh, uh yesterday or, um i i watched the the direct a little bit later after watching it yesterday i was just kind of like Oh, this feels like it still has, like, very controlled levels, you know? Like, very, you have a certain point you have to get to, and I don't know if that's, if I'm actually that excited for Kirby. I, I had it on my list to buy, actually, for March, and now I don't think I will. Mm. Um, Which kind of sucks, because I haven't played Kirby since GameCube, so... <laughs> let me, you know, I, I saw someone else actually say that, that it doesn't look like it was as open world as maybe originally we thought... And I guess my feeling is that, I, I don't know, like, I'm playing Pokemon Arceus right now, as are you, right? And right, yeah. that's not like an open world game because you're segmented into five or six different levels or whatever, right? But within those levels, it's it's fairly open world. So, like, it is open world without feeling, like, constricting, um, but you're still in a, in a level. And I think that's what this Kirby game is going for. I can't believe I'm defending a Kirby game here. But I think that's what that this Kirby game is going for. And I think that not everything needs to be like Breath of the Wild-esque open world. Like you can still have giant Mario Odyssey-esque levels that are, there's a lot to do in those levels and it's a fun sandbox to explore. But maybe, you know, just because it, it doesn't connect from level A to level B, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. So I did yeah, see some well, people knocking this Kirby game for that. And, you know, I think there's a lot of things you can knock Kirby games for, but... I will say that that doesn't bother me at all, actually. If anything, I'm just like, okay, well, that's fine. Maybe I can, you know, complete a level and, and move on to the next one or whatever. Um, I don't know. It, it just doesn't bother me. And I think that that people, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say, but like, I think that you can have an open world-esque presentation without being a quote-unquote open world game. And I think that being a quote-unquote open world game is kind of overrated in a lot of ways because like you know you can have that same experience with structured levels as pokemon arceus is showing us so 
So when I think when I think of an open world, um, I think of you know it doesn't have to be on the level of Breath of the Wild. I think Arceus does it just right, where you have these spoken for spots, but you can go in any direction that you want. You can do whatever you want. Mario Odyssey, you have levels, but you can go anywhere you want in those levels. Whereas this, it looks like you still have the kind of side scroller ish like level where you have to follow this little narrow path in certain spots now does it have some parts that are more open world where you can kind of move around wherever you want yeah it does but not as much as i thought it was going to oh. i thought the entirety of the game was going to be like that so oh okay so maybe i just wasn't watching close enough because i'm pretty sure i went and got a coffee when kirby came on <laughs> uh, so you still do move in like a straight line like 2ds yeah, like, line yeah, it's oh, not, it's, there's some bits where, like, it turns, like, let, we don't need to be too literal about it, but, you know, it doesn't, like, let you go off in any direction that you want. There's some levels that are still from point A to point B. Okay, well, that, yeah, that that's completely different. That changes my my yeah. argument entirely. Uh, yeah, because Arceus is fine. Like, yeah. it, does it, it does its levels really, really well. So, I didn't want to compare the two games at all. <laughs> I see. Well, I guess that's what I get for... For taking a bathroom break when Kirby came on. And anybody can correct me if I'm wrong, if I saw that incorrectly, but that's that's the gist I got, the vibes I got from it. Well, I, I don't think you did see it, because I saw other people kind of voice that similar um, concern, and I was just like, yeah, you know, whatever, you could still walk around within your designated level, but if you can't, then like, yeah, I mean, that's the... You know, that's a Kirby game if you can't do that. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I was almost defending... The pink puffball here for a second, and you you brought it crashing back down to planet Earth. <laughs> Sorry, Kirby fans. All right, here we go. Uh, we got MLB the Show coming to the Switch, which I was struggling to stay awake during this. Yeah, um, I, I don't. The only the only thing about this game is that it's a Sony property, which is kind of neat. Eh, I had no care for that whatsoever. I, I mean, like literally, the only thing is that maybe it sets a precedent for more Sony games. I don't know, but yeah. I I think that baseball if I ever need to go to sleep I just watch baseball. Like dude, I'm <laughs> going to, I'm sorry. You know what, Mossy's actual... if you're listening, I'm sorry. I know that you're about baseball, but oh my god, what a boring sport. Just like ugh. If you're watching it on TV, I'm not I'm not about that, but if you're going to an I've been to a couple baseball games and it's been a lot of fun cuz it's an experience, you Yeah, cuz but... you get cuz you <laughs> you get hammered at a at a baseball yeah. game. <laughs> well, That's the only way well, it's yeah, fun. That too. <laughs> Oh, go to, wow, great swing, great. No, you don't go to a baseball game for that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I just, playing a baseball video game just wasn't it. Wasn't, uh, wasn't it for me. Yeah, let's move. All right, so speaking of lame stuff here, we got Kingdom Hearts coming for the lame? Switch on the clay. What? Because it's you a, don't like Kingdom Hearts? Well, let me finish. And first <laughs> of all, Kingdom Hearts is okay. I think that Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 are pretty good, but... They're also like 20-year-old games, so I and I haven't played Kingdom Hearts 3, but I heard it wasn't very good. Um, but they're cloud versions. So, like, you, you have to... You can only get the cloud version, which is, like, completely lame. Like, I don't want that. Like, I'm, I'm going to pay you money for something you're going to take away from me at a later date. Like, no thank you. I don't really understand what cloud version means, I guess, but I my biggest thing is that I was able to get the Kingdom Hearts games on the Switch, which I think is really cool. I haven't played them for 15 years, and they were the first two were a huge part of my childhood, which is awesome, and I haven't played three. I've also heard that it wasn't that good, 
but I think it's only because there was like a 15 year gap in between two I, and three, and it I just agree. was so overhyped that people were left disappointed. Well, okay. Another thing that Kingdom Hearts did is they played Hokey Pokey with like all their games. Because after Kingdom Hearts 2, you had like Kingdom Hearts 1.5, then you had Kingdom Hearts 2.8, then you had Kingdom Hearts Death Before Sleep, and then you had Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop, Drip, Distance, Dodge, whatever. It's like, and all of these <laughs> games had different main characters instead of Sora and Riku and Kairi. And it was like, who are these guys? Why do I care about them? I don't. And I feel like Kingdom Hearts just lost so much of its steam. But I don't know. I, but in the cloud versions, man, pfft, lame. Like, if you don't have an internet connection, you ain't playing these games. Fair enough. I'm excited for that. That was one of the things I was excited for on, <laughs> on the stream. I didn't mean to be a dark cloud. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, let's keep moving here. We got Klonoa coming to the switch which is kind of neat i guess sure <laughs> we got, you know what this one is actually pretty cool we got the portal collection coming to switch which is really fun um i've we, heard good things and i i'm i understand that people are excited but again i was just like okay oh i i think you'd really like them actually they're they're very fun games um very just really solid puzzle games it's got a funny story funny companion i will say that a lot of people like Portal 2 better, but I actually prefer Portal 1 because it's shorter. And, mm. uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that this is a, it's a pretty cool thing. We've got Valve games coming to Switch, so that's sweet. Um, mm -hmm. This one this one was kind of neat. Um, uh, an RPG in the same kind of style as Octopath Traveler called Live mm -hmm. Alive is coming to the Switch. And I heard... Like, a bunch of people freaking out about this. Like, uh, Per Schneider from IGN actually said that this is one of his favorite games of all time. It's an old SNES game, which was never localized. And so they've remade it. They're bringing it to the Switch. It looks like it um, functions in a very similar way as Octopath Traveler, actually, where, like, there's a couple different main characters. You can pick your, uh, your, your path, or, like, you can choose which character you want to do their portion of the story first. So I really liked Octopath. I really like that graphical presentation um I, I think i might pick this up based on everything that i've heard about it yeah i thought that was cool too that it was uh that it was similar to a game that i really like obviously that's newer but um the not localized part i thought was super interesting the fact that you know they're bringing an snes era game to today's switch that is really cool yeah i yeah i thought that was pretty cool so i think i'm gonna check that out um this next one man this made me smile, even though I, I have no yeah. intention of buying this, okay? Right. <laughs> but to see Wii Sports come back, which has now been rechristened as Nintendo Switch Sports, that made me smile. And it was like just such a, I don't know, it was just like a wholesome, fun announcement. Um, yeah, I thought, I, it was, I thought it was I great. thought it was very cute. Um, Although, they should have called it Wii Sports for Nintendo Switch, even though that's kind of a mouthful. I think that Wii Sports <laughs> should have stayed. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I like it. I like, um, I don't know about the whole Nintendo Switch Sports, but I like Switch Sports as a name, so I kind of dig that. I thought it was cute. I was like, aw, when I kind of saw it pop up, and it gave me, you know, some good vibes, some some nostalgia for Wii Sports, which I only played a little bit of. But you know what? Uh, this is so cute. My grandpa, he was living in, like, a retirement, like, home facility place, and um, they would have, like, community days where they would play Wii Bowling. Aww. <laughs> and it was so cute. And I was like, this, you know, they can bring this in, you oh, know, because awesome. the Wii is very outdated at this point. 
but <laughs> I just think that's super cute. I think my only gripe, and I and I know that um, towards the end when we had our two hosts like playing the the game, you could see their their me characters like heads. But I think my only gripe is that the rest of them, like all the it, like just computers or whatever, they're not the me's, and I think the me's really made Wii Sports. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I, I can uh, I can get behind that. Um, yeah. I just uh, I don't know. It, this just made me smile. It, it was so I wasn't expecting it, and it's another great example of how the Switch can take a series that has been long dormant and resuscitate it. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I cute. thought this was really cool. Very cute. All right. So not exactly the Legend of Zelda news that anyone was hoping for here, but. <laughs> We got. I'm not even gonna try and pronounce this because I'm. I'm gonna Taiko butcher no this. Taiko no I don't know. Yeah. That, what else what said? It looks like <laughs> rhythm festival. So it's a it's, it's a rhythm <laughs> drumming game, and you can uh, you can play a Zelda song in there. So that was your only bit of Legend of Zelda news in this Nintendo Direct. I mean, like, why put that in there just to tease us and then not have Breath of the Wild <laughs> news later in the direct? How mean! It's just mean. Uh, we got, uh, Cuphead DLC with, uh, yeah. with a new Mrs. Cuphead, which is kind of cute, I guess. Uh, and Triangle Strategy. That game is going to be awesome. Yes. Triangle Strategy. Yes. It's going to be so good. And it's got, uh, I think a demo out, right? It's got a demo out. They added, like, the next chapter or whatever. I haven't played the demo because I want to go into it, like, fresh. Um, but yeah, it's coming out at the end of next month. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah, this that's game like is going to be hype. That's, like, the next game that I'm, like really excited for it all right well i absolutely popped off at this next announcement you know what it is we got a new difficulty mode for metroid dread so we got rookie mode and we got dread mode which is an insane one hit kill uh mode for metroid dread i haven't completed it yet or i haven't even popped in metroid dread yet but uh, i'm gonna run through it this weekend i'm really looking forward to dread mode and there's a boss rush mode coming uh, very soon, but I think the most satisfying thing about this, you know how Alice and I was bragging that I that I humbled you and my record against you is two and zero. Yeah. So I was talking with Dak in the Omega, and he's like, "There is a zero percent chance that anything else is coming to Metroid Dread. That game is done. There's nothing ever coming to it." And I was like, "Nope. There's going to be stuff added. New difficulty mode. I bet you is coming." And he's like, "Absolutely not." And I was like, "Okay." And so, lo and behold, I was correct. And, uh, you know, he, it's it's not as satisfying with him, though, because he doesn't eat his words. He's just like, oh, okay, well, I was I was wrong. And uh, <laughs> instead of just being like, well, you know, you were right. Yeah. <laughs> that was the most satisfying thing about this announcement. I mean, having all the there content go. is good, but, you know, just being able, again, being able to stand on the shoulders of Giants, Allison, that's where... That's where the true reward comes in. I'm going to just shut you down and say my bit about this. <laughs> I'm glad I haven't played Dread yet because now there's a rookie mode, which I will take full advantage of. <laughs> uh, you know what? I actually am quite happy that there is a rookie mode. I think that there should have been something like that in the base game. Because I I think that Metroid Dread, is, is for a Metroid game, I think it's a hard Metroid game. Um, now, yeah. it, it's kind of one of those games where it's like a pattern recognition hard so, like, once you recognize, like, I could run through Metroid Dread now and probably, I, I think I could beat Dread Mode and not take a single hit in the game. But, like, 
if you don't know the patterns, you, like, you die a lot before you figure out the patterns. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a hard game. Everyone hits hard. Uh, so I, I, I am glad that they put this mode in. So I think that's cool. There you go. There you go. I'm excited about that rookie mode. So uh, uh, Okay. <laughs> Two, three more things here. Um, I was uh, pretty excited about this, actually. Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings are coming to Nintendo Switch online. And they're already there, actually. And I... Man, I want to play Earthbound, but I got I got to replay Metro Dread. I got to finish Arceus. I got uh, this Phoenix Wright game I bought back in the summer. I, I played like an hour or two of Paper Mario. I got too many things on the go here. But I am definitely going to check out Earthbound when, when I can. And uh, I'm really excited for that. And I, I saw a bunch of people talking about Mother 3. And I think, Al, that now is as good a time as any. Like, I, I feel like more optimistic that Mother 3 could show up at some point in the future um, than I probably have ever before. Not saying that it will, but I'm just saying that it could. Um, so yeah, I, I think that that is, uh, is pretty cool. I think that if they ever do put Game Boy Advance games on Nintendo Switch Online, that Mother 3 is going to be a part of that initial wave. I think that's going to be a big selling point for a lot of people. So yeah, I was uh, I was pretty stoked about this. Are you a Earthbound fan? Have you ever played any of those games? I've actually never played any of these games, but I've heard a lot of really good things about them. And I just I what I really appreciated more so about this announcement than the actual game is like that they were like, here's some more Switch Online content, and um and then of course the next thing we'll get into is a bigger amount of content. But it was just like here's some more Switch Online games that you're you know paying your subscription for. Right. And they gave a a bunch of little things in there that you know some people can be excited about but earthbound and earthbound beginnings i know a lot of people are big fans about it and that's exciting to them so i i love that they're you know beefing up the content that people are paying for because i know that was the biggest gripe about the pay raise um by the way before i forget speaking of not only was earthbound added to snes online but super metroid was as well and like one of those sp versions where like you start the game with all your missiles and all your health and stuff like that so if you are on the fence about playing Super Metroid and you think that maybe it's a little bit difficult, this is the perfect way to uh, to play it. Nice. Very um, nice. But yeah, like, I feel like you're right. Like, especially with SNES Online, like, it feels like forever, not only since, like, they added games. Like, it, it's been at least a few months since new games were added. But, like, it feels like forever since, like, they added, like, a big Nintendo game to SNES Online. Like, I, I can't think of, like, the last big game that that came out. Probably Donkey Kong Country, and that was, like, over a year ago. Yeah, I mean, it's not something that I pay too much attention to. I just know that when, when Nintendo raised the price and people were griping, I knew that they were going to continuously be adding content, and I, that's why I think it's worth it. You know what I mean? So, just because... If there's stuff you don't like now, just don't get it. But if there's stuff that comes up that you really want to play again or get back into or that you never got a chance to, like, this is your way. And I think that's really cool. I think that's a cool opportunity. Yeah. I just, uh, like, I feel like they've been, you know, doing it the right way on the N64 side, just uh, on the, on the yeah. SNES side and then the NES side. It's just like, man, when is the last time a new game was added? So it was yeah. welcome to see not only a new game, but like a big like Nintendo IP that is fairly beloved by a lot of people. I never played Earthbound Beginnings either, so I'm going to check that out. Um, let's go. 
This is uh, an announcement that a lot of people were excited about. New DLC is coming to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And if you have a Nintendo Switch Online membership, you get this for free. So that's yeah, kind of cool. Yeah, if you have the the expansion pass. Yeah, yeah, sorry, the expansion pass. You get it for free. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wasn't very excited about this, Elle. I, I think some people are excited about it, but I think the way they're doing it is weird. And I think that at at this point of Mario Kart, when you've had this game since the Wii U, because we got the Deluxe for the Switch, but we've had Mario Kart 8 since Wii U. I think at this point, if you were going to revamp all those levels, you should have just lopped them on to Mario Kart 9 with new content. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels really weird that you're adding DLC to, like, a seven-year-old game. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so... so but at but like the content's still cool. There's a lot of old uh you know tracks that I'm excited to see again. And then but the way that they're doing it in these like waves is also weird. Like just give them to us all at once. I understand that they're trying to keep this game alive for the until the end of 2023 apparently. But oh geez. my god! By the way, the end of 2023. Good lord. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like I said, at that at this point, you just need a new Mario Kart game, and you can add that as an incentive to buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, okay. Let me let me tell you why I don't like this necessarily. First of all, I I do agree with you where it's like this is a seven year old game. Like let's just let's just make a new Mario Kart. But that's that's obviously not going to happen. This is one of the most successful video games of all time, uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. It's got like forty million copies sold or something like that. So. Obviously, we're not making a new Mario Kart on the Switch. Whatever Mario Kart 9 is going to be, it's going to be on the next Nintendo Switch. Or whatever the next Nintendo console is. So, I think if we just put that as as a fact, and we kind of put aside the idea that we should have just had Mario Kart 9 instead of Mario Kart 8, I think that you still could have done this in a lot more... <laughs> a lot better of a way. I'm sure there's a better way to say that, but... Um, my problem is, is that these are just, like, old tracks. And, like, I know that they've been rebuilt, you know, to accommodate Mario Kart 8 and, and whatever. And, and that's fine. But, like, why not, if you're not going to to release Mario Kart 9, which obviously you're not. And, and that's the right decision because Mario Kart 8 is so successful. Why don't you make new tracks and add them to Mario Kart? Because, yeah. I, I mean, as great as it is to have old tracks, like, I want new. Right? Like, I, I don't want to do uh you know moo moo ranch or whatever the hell it was from the n64 uh, which i think is already in mario kart 8 by the way yeah but like <laughs> so imagine this though right like uh one thing that i think has been sorely missed is the uh the reveal of a new smash bros character from nintendo directs and stuff like that like whenever you would see a nintendo direct you could always count on like all right we're gonna get like a, a cool smash bros character to open up the show and it it always always got it started off on the right foot where like you'd see a little cinematic trailer you'd see the the gameplay clip and stuff like that i think it could have been fairly easy to replicate that with this mario kart 8 track uh, or dlc where like okay so we got six waves right like let's keep all of them a mystery and so let's start off this direct with the reveal of all of these six tracks or whatever and like the crazy stuff you can do. And, you know, maybe maybe there are some new racers and stuff like that too. Like maybe Diddy Kong is, is in there or let's say Princess Zelda is available for Mario Kart. Like I, I think that you could have done that and that would have been, I don't know, I, I feel like it would have filled that void that the Smash reveals have left. 
and I feel like it just would have been better bang for your buck. Like, I, I maybe I it's mean, just me, because I saw a bunch of people just be like, oh, what's there to complain about? It's like, all these tracks. And like, yeah, that's that's cool, but I just, I don't know. I want new. I don't want old tracks yeah. remastered. I want new tracks. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I mean. It's like, it's cool and nostalgic and fun that you're doing that with these 48, it's 48, right? 48 tracks. And, um... It's just such a weird method to do that on a seven-year-old game. Like, if you just had, like, a new game, you, you're saying to do new tracks on the old game, but I think that a seven-year-old game is done. You know what I mean? Like, it was successful, and it's great, and people play it, but you know that just because that's success, you're going to have really great success with a Mario Kart 9, especially if you stick nostalgia on it with 48 old tracks. Right. You know? <laughs> So, either way, they could have done this differently, but I just feel like a seven-year-old game is a seven-year-old game, and at this point, you need something new. And I um, I think I saw Corey, he was saying that he's been holding out for the next Mario Kart game because he didn't want to buy a Mario Kart game that he had on the Wii U again on the Switch, which kind of makes sense. Yeah, that, that was me, like, uh, four years ago. I, I went to bought Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on, I, I mean, to be frank, I probably wouldn't have bought Mario Kart at all because I haven't purchased a Mario Kart game since, like, the N64. That's not true. I think I have Mario Kart DS. But I just, like, generally speaking, I just don't buy Mario Kart games. Like, they were the perfect, when Blockbuster was a thing, they were the perfect Blockbuster rental for a weekend yeah. to play with your friends, right? But, yeah. like, after you beat it, it's like, okay, well, what's there, what's there to do? Um, which maybe you know, maybe that's just me and, and my play style, but... Uh, they, they were never real. I'm just like not, I like Mario Kart, but it's not one of my favorites. Um, yeah. it, it's fun while I play it, but it's not like a Smash Bros to me or like a, something of that ilk. But anyways, so I feel like uh, I, I went to bought Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch because I, I did already have it on the Wii because when I bought, or the Wii U, because when I bought my Wii U, I actually bought it secondhand off someone with uh, Mario Kart and I think Wind Waker with it. But uh, all of my Zelda Dungeon friends were playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So I was like, okay, well, whatever. I'll just buy it so that we can play together. And I bought it yeah. for full price, which always agitated me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I agree yeah. with Corey. It's odd. It's an odd decision. But then again, if you're like really down for this, this is another addition to that expansion pack that makes the, you know, makes it kind of more worth the subscription. Yep, that's true. There, uh, in you know. I guess uh, the long short of it is we're griping about something that's free to us. So I just, yeah, I do think that it could have been, I think it could have been done differently, I don't know, differently, better, more exciting, newer, fresher. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure there would be people that disagree. All right. So we had our one more thing on the show and uh, I was pretty hyped about this. I, I'm curious to see what you think, Al. We had, um, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 revealed and this was uh, a lot of people said that this was coming so it wasn't like a huge shock I was shocked that actually it's coming out in September I can't believe that that seems like a very very <laughs> soon for this game to come out but uh I mean that's that's pretty cool it looks it looks more like Xenoblade Chronicles 1 than 2 although it looks like characters from both games are kind of uh intermixing here I'm pretty excited for this game. I think that all three Xenoblade games have been really fun. I think they've been good to great games. Um, didn't like the story at all in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It was it was too... I hate to use this term. It was like too anime for me. It was just like everyone was over the top and too ridiculous. 
Um, I like the grounded story in Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and X a little bit more. So I'm hoping that this kind of goes for that. But, I mean, this looks like an awesome, huge, open world. It's gorgeous. Uh, RPG that I'm, I'm sure I'll sink a lot of hours into. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. But uh, I don't know if you've ever, have you ever played the Xenoblade games? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to end this on a super negative note. So you may have to like up this game a little bit more after me. But I've never played Xenoblade Chronicle games. I've never had interest in playing them. So seeing this instead of Breath of the Wild 2 was just a major meh for me. And I apologize for that because I know they're popular. I know people like them. So it's just not for me. <laughs> apologize i actually i think that you would like them they're they're very breath of the wild-esque they uh, i mean it's made by monolith uh software who helped with breath of the wild okay (laughs) i'm just saying you might you might dig them i think the premise and like some of the stuff that is going on in these games is just not my thing well okay i guess that's fair um i will say that I think E3 aside, where we saw Breath of the Wild 2, um, this was my favorite. And we got one more thing that I can remember for like the last <laughs> two years. Because I think before this was Bayonetta 3, which I was just kind of like, eh, eh. Yeah. Um, before that, I think before that was Splatoon 3. Splatoon but 3, yeah. I feel like that one, like I was excited for, but I was also just like, Kind of like I said earlier, where it's like, this is going to be more of the same. Not that that's a bad thing, but it's it's not as exciting to me as like a new story, a new world in Xenoblade Chronicles. And then um, I dare say that, that we didn't have directs before that. Like the, the Splatoon 3 was the first direct one in like 500 days or something like that. So yeah, I, I thought that this was a pretty solid uh, note to end on. I, I know that it's not for like everybody, but I really have enjoyed uh, the... All three Xenoblade games. And I, it baffles my mind that Xenoblade Chronicles X is not on the Switch. That's like the last great Wii U game that is stuck on that albatross of a console. Let's get it over and get it onto the Switch. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is kind of weird. But yeah, so I mean, for me, this was an okay um, direct. It had some hits for me that I'm looking forward to. But for the most part, like... I tried really hard not to let my disappointment of Breath of the Wild not being there, you know, affect a lot of these things. But I think because there's so much on here that I don't really care for, it was just not that exciting. Now, last year, when we hadn't had a Direct in, like, 500-some-odd days, that Direct also had a few things, like, quite a bit of things that I didn't care for. But they were so hype. They were so over-the-top with their presentation because it had been so long that I, I, like, graded that one really high, and I didn't even care about half the games that were on it. But right. this one was just very meh for me. I was really looking forward to it, and there's just not that much for me on it, unfortunately. Uh, I'm completely off topic here, but I was just... Uh, I opened up Twitter here for a second. Some modder has already put the Kirby car into Mario Kart 8. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of oh content that you need for DLC in Mario Kart. Not old <laughs> tracks, okay? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, oh my god. Yeah, you know, I, I can understand what you're saying. I mean, I think that... I think Breath of the Wild 2 is just going to be a cloud. Until, until it's revealed, it's going to overshadow anything and everything. And I'm just that's... not gonna... I'm just not going to expect anything until it happens. It'll happen when it happens, and I'm just going to stay here in a little sad little bubble until it does. Well, I'll tell you, it, it's happening the next direct. It has to. It, <laughs> okay. I, it has to. 
It, there's no <laughs> way that this game is not fully shown at the next direct. Like I, if it if it is not like the game where Nintendo spends like three hours playing a treehouse after, I, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know. Eat my hat. <laughs> I I mean it has to be, like the, it it has to be shown. Like we have to. We have to get fed, okay? We've been eating scraps for so long for this game. We have to get fed, and we're going to get fed on the next Nintendo Direct. I've seen a lot of people suggest that maybe they're going to have like a a special Breath of the Wild two esque presentation. I could see that happening. I don't think it's like yeah. super likely, but I also wouldn't say like I wouldn't scoff against it. Um, yeah, I mean they've done that with uh, Smash. They've done that with Pokemon. Yeah. So I can see it. Uh, so yeah, the, you, don't be sad because it's it's happening and it'll happen in the summer. It it has to happen. If there is any chance, even if it's like even if you reveal it right in like, because in twenty sixteen, Breath of the Wild was revealed at E three and it came out in March, and I feel like that's kind of what we're heading towards is a similar timeline here. I I just don't think that this is a twenty twenty two game, but like if it is, man, you got to ramp that up like. You know, I, I, I can't believe we're sitting here in 2022 <laughs> and we're still calling it the sequel to Breath of the Wild, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah. This is like, this is like, what, what were we calling the Breath of the Wild before? Zelda NX or something? Oh, yeah. Z Zelda we're Wii sitting, U or Zelda NX or just... We were ugh. sitting on that for a while, too, so... Yeah, that was horrible. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm looking at this direct. I see Advance Wars, which I'm going to buy. I see Splatoon 3, which I'm going to buy. I see Chrono Cross, which I'm going to buy. I see uh, Live Alive, which I think I might buy. Um, DLC for Metroid Dread, which is awesome. Earthbound coming to Nintendo Switch, which is awesome. Xenoblade Chronicles 3, which I'm going to buy. And then I see some titles that, you know, like Mario Strikers and, and Nintendo Switch Sports, uh, which I, I'm probably not going to buy them, but I'm, you know, I, I'm happy that they're there and they kind of brought a smile to my face. So I think that this is a really strong direct. I'd, I'd give it an A. I'm going to give it a C plus. Oh, wow. Okay. Jeez. Because I only see Fire Emblem Warriors that I might get if I don't feel too overwhelmed about it. Kirby, which I, after this direct, am less excited about, <laughs> which is so sad to say. Um, Kingdom Hearts triangle strategy i'm excited about rookie mode for dread and i'm definitely going to be playing all the courses for mario kart even though i think it's weird so the things i'm even excited about were are just like a little bit neg have some negative things around them except for maybe triangle strategy is probably the thing i'm Tri yeah to triangle strategy looks like a slam dunk but uh so so well, yeah, i mean that's just, that's yeah. your that's your lesson to learn though why were you excited about a kirby game that's on I you mean <laughs> That's your fault. <laughs> That's so sad. Like, I, for once, I was like, you know what? I might actually play a Kirby game after, like, who knows how long. And now I'm not. So it's just kind of sad. Uh, I would race as Kirby in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, though, if Nintendo wanted to <laughs> steal my ideas and use it for DLC. You have my permission. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let us know what you think of the Nintendo Direct. Let us know your grades. And uh, hopefully by the time that you are listening to this, you will have tuned in to our episode 100 stream and i think that's going to be a lot of fun um don't worry because we will have the audio for that coming up at you next week so uh that's gonna if you didn't have a chance to join us on twitch you can uh listen in and and hear allison and Corey's suffering 
and uh, have a good time with us. But uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, good times. It, it does feel like we're right around the corner from just having a breakout of Zelda news. So I feel optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to say, yeah, <laughs> okay. me too. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, how about this, Al? Uh, let me let me end on some not Zelda news, but uh, some Metroid news and some okay. Andy Spiteri news. Uh, March 3rd, the fifth anniversary of the Nintendo Switch. There is going to be an Omega Metroid Direct. So check that out. I'm going to release it, I okay. think, on a podcast form. I don't, I'm not really sure how I'm going to release this thing yet. I ain't doing a video, that's for sure. But there's going to be an Omega <laughs> Metroid Direct. There's going to be a ton of information, ton of cool announcements. So uh, check that out. Awesome. Sounds good. All right. Uh, well, we are going to get out of here. We, uh, of course, want to thank you guys for tuning in and spending your Mondays with us. Uh, love. We love the messages that we get, by the way, for people that uh, are saying that they're hanging out with the Champions Cast. Always appreciate those. Um, we're going to get out of here, but we want you to check us out over on Twitter at Spateria316, at Allison Oletha. And make sure that you're checking us out over wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe. Drop us a review. That would be awesome. We haven't read our reviews in a while, so maybe we should uh, next week for episode 200. That would be uh, a fun and dandy thing to do. Uh, we appreciate everyone that listens and, and leaves us a review. Uh, until next week, everybody, we will uh, we will see you then for our episode 200 trivia game show. Take care.